Well, the tree is up. I've eaten my turkey and the stockings are hung by the chimney with care, hoping for lots of band merch to be put there. But you know what? While we wait for Christmas to come, I am in the mood for some gothic industrial synth pop sound from a band called Angel Machine. Check this out. You're going to love this. Look at that. And there they are right here in the studio with us. It's Angel Machine, Wade and April. Welcome to Raven's Heart. Thank you very much. It's yeah. <laughs> so glad to have you here. You know, Wade, it must be really easy to Christmas shop for April. Just get her another keyboard uh, for Christmas. How many of those? How many of those do you have, April? <laughs> 17. 17. No, actually, just uh, just the two. I, just, I personally just have the two that I play with on stage. So I've got okay. a Nino and I've got a uh, Mini Nova. Um, and then we've got like a couple others. We've got a Yamaha. Um, and, um, I had a Behringer, but I actually just sold that. Um, so, you know, it's not like we have 20 keyboards. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when I listen to your music, it takes me back to the days when I was cool in high school. And yes, I was cool at one time in high school, listening to the sounds of Depeche Mode and New Order and all those bands that I kind of grew up on. And it's like, whoa. And of course, now, you know, of course, anything that's got kind of a gothic flair to it. Yeah. Here at Raven's Heart, you can tell by the name, we're kind of kind of on that really quick. But back in June, you guys released a brand new EP entitled of no reputation and this was a very bold project for you it's not just a ep that's got music that's got a great beat that's easy to dance to there's a purpose behind it and when you release this album how do you hope that god is going to use this release or how have you been seeing him use it in people's lives well i i think uh people have really enjoyed, you know, our message, our lyrics, um, mixed with that style. You know, it's not something you've really seen for quite a while. Um, maybe not ever. I mean, I, I've heard of some industrial bands from the past that were from like Cornerstone, like like Mortal and Deity Phobia, and a lot of people will compare us to them. I had never really heard of them um, <laughs> until I got Angel Machine going. So, uh, but I think. I think, uh, you know, the singles, we came out with the singles and it led up until up to the EP. So it was a release of, it had Savior, Repent. And, you know, Repent came out at a time where just politically things were in turmoil. I mean, they pretty much always are in turmoil, but, you know, with COVID going on with the election and just, I think people have reached a point where they're, I know we personally have reached a point where we don't really have much faith in politics. So, you know, like a disease speaks a bit about that. Um, so we kind of, we want the songs to really express a lot of truth and a reflection of what's going on as well. Um, you know, we also have songs that are personal, but, you know, like a disease is definitely one that's talking about, you know, things that are going on uh, politically and religiously. So I, I hope, you know, it continues to enrich people's lives and uh, we hope to reach more people with it. I'd love to reach more people in Europe, um, Russia, if possible, Australia. So we'll just see where, you know, where it goes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You said a couple of things I want to talk about. First of all, you know, the political unrest and the no faith in politics is not just something here in the United States. That is something that is worldwide now. So there really are ears that want to hear the messages that you have through your music. And you're right. I've never heard anything like you guys with a message of hope promoting the kingdom of God and glorifying Jesus. I've never heard it that way. Um, you know, the most recent band that I've really enjoyed, um, not a Christian band, but uh, The Birthday Massacre, which sounds a lot like you do. Yeah, you know who I'm talking we, about. Okay, that's funny you mentioned that because we, <laughs> we, uh, 
went with uh, Ash Verlesser, um, his band Verlesser. I don't know if you've heard of them, but mm-hmm. um, the three of us went to the Emerson, um, you know, in town, and uh, we went and saw the Birthday Massacre and Julian K. Um, I happen to be a, a big Julian K. fan. Um, he's really big Birthday Massacre fan, but we stayed through the whole thing. We met all of them. We all got to hang out. Oh, that is so cool. Really cool people. You know, <laughs> they are really dedicated to, you know, they all like apparently live together in Canada in a house. Oh, that's, really? Yeah, that's dedication. That's wow. So, you know, and we gave them our card, and I'm sure many bands have given them a card, but um, I said, if you ever come to Andy again, hit us up. <laughs> that is that is so cool and uh, yeah i love the birthday massacre i can i can listen to them all day when i'm doing administrative paperwork and just have it on and, and listen to it and work to it so that is so cool that you got to meet them let's talk more about your ep of no reputation the title is very interesting what does it mean to both of you to be of no reputation um so that title actually came from Philippians chapter two, um, where the Bible says, starting in verse five, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So to be of no reputation, I believe the way that the Bible defines it is um, really it's Jesus. He is God, but he made himself to be a servant. He made himself to be a man. And um, that's kind of the contrast it creates there. You know, he, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus Christ is equal with God, but in making himself um, in taking upon the form of a servant and making himself in the likeness of man, he made himself of no reputation. So being of no reputation, really, um, the emphasis is on, first of all, being a servant. Um, it's kind of about just humility, um, not acting, you know, for your own glory, because what, you know, Jesus Christ came as a man and was obedient unto death. And he did all of these things, um, you know, for the glory of God, the father really. Um, and so that, you know, we could be saved through him doing that. So that's, that's where the title came from is from Philippians two, verse seven. You know, and if you think about that, I was kind of thinking about that a little bit the other day, not exactly in the terms of those verses, but I was thinking about how Jesus made himself flesh. Mm-hmm. He's God making himself flesh, becoming as us. And I'm thinking about all of the struggle that we go through in this life and all the temptation that we have to face. It's not fun being us. If you, you know, if you think about it, being in the flesh, dealing with everything in the world, dealing with, uh, I mean, he even had to deal with Satan trying to tempt him in the wilderness. And he had to put, you know, he was tempted in every area that we were tempted in. That is not fun. You know, I I mean, as I've grown in my faith and as I've grown older um, as a person, it's like, you know, um, and don't sign me up for psychological counseling right now, but the closer I get to glory, the better. It's like, man, out of here. Let's just, you know, (laughs) let's, let's move, let's move on and uh, get this thing over with because, you know, life is, it's rough. It's really rough and it's getting harder and harder uh, these days. Well, uh, the funny thing is, that was not the original title we were going to have for the EP. Really? Yeah. Well, but the original title we were going to have was, we really liked it, but it was probably going to cause too much controversy. <laughs> and we didn't want to start off that way. Um, I think a lot of people would have misunderstood it. So, you know, uh, our label just, have, you know, they, they advised us maybe it wouldn't be a good idea to give it the name. And it was also a scriptural name. Um, but uh, we decided to go with this one. It just had a, it had just as good of a ring to it. And yeah. uh, I was sitting in church actually. And uh, he mentioned he was reading from that passage. And I was like, okay, that's a good name. So yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like, I like how you go straight to the word with that. You, you can never go wrong with just going straight to the word of God. What does it say? What, what does it say in scripture? And, you know, I'm going to play the skeptic for a minute because I can guarantee you there's at least one or two skeptics either watching us right now or listening uh, in the replay. They're saying, well, wait a minute. You know, you guys are saying, you know, Jesus wants you to be of no reputation, but there you are up on the stage singing. And then when you're not on the stage, you're promoting your project. How can you be of no reputation in being both of those things? How would you answer the skeptic that has that going on in their mind? Well, um, I guess it's it's not like we are we can't be Jesus. I mean, we we can't humble ourselves to that extent, you know. And it's I, I think for if somebody was to think that, I think I believe they'd be overthinking it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of tells me that they're just trying to find like a chip in the armor. Uh-huh. They kind of find something wrong. Yeah. So, but you know, we don't, we don't play music to glorify ourselves personally. You know, I, I don't, it's not why I do music. I do music cause I love music. I love to write music and I just want to express um, what I was gifted to do. Um, there are people that are much better at music than I am, you know? Um, and it's definitely not about like getting on stage and wearing gold and bringing yeah. glory to myself personally or, or April or anybody that plays with us. Um, I just want the music and message to reach people. I just want people to enjoy it. So, um, I guess, you know, for somebody to ask something like that, as I get older, I get simpler. Mm-hmm. And I would just say that, you know, don't overthink it, please. Yeah. Just come and have fun. And if you are a Christian, you know, you'll probably enjoy it more versus yeah. going. I mean, you got bands out there that, you know, they go on stage and they're pushing their religion. You know, they're mm-hmm. pushing. Absolutely. Yeah. Satanism. They're pushing Wicca. They're pushing Buddhism. They'll they'll mix it. Um, you know, you had like uh, I'm trying to think of a band. I'll just pull. You know, like Godsmack. Um, you know, they had like the logo. Mm-hmm. And they came out of Massachusetts, and they kind of had a little bit of a pagan thing going with their music. You know, so is it really crazy that like a Christian wants to play music and express? Yeah. Christianity, I don't think so. You know, people think it is, but I just want people to come enjoy it and have fun. And maybe they don't want to go to a show and deal with uh, some of the things that come with, you know, the rock and roll world. Yeah. Maybe they want to come to a show where, you know, it's, uh, I mean, there's no alcohol or drugs or um, sometimes a lot of drama. You know, you don't see that really at like Kingdom Gum Festival. Um, or audio feed or whatnot. So, you know, we will continue to humble ourselves. We will continue to play. Um, And more importantly, you know, the music's just the cherry on the top. Like really Mm -hmm. the best part is when I get to meet a fan who tells me who, who hasn't heard the gospel, you know, and we get to give them the gospel after a show. So, um, I guess, Alan, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see. And, you know, too, you add on top of that, what April just said is it's that being a servant and with the hard attitude that you guys are taking when you take the stage and when you do your videos and your music, you're humbling yourselves. You're becoming very vulnerable when you're on that stage. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Are you an introvert or extrovert? Uh, introvert. <laughs> introvert. Okay. Extreme yeah. introvert. Okay. Um, I'm okay. probably the extrovert in the relationship. Okay. Like, okay. Both introvert. Like we yeah. both hit a point socially where we have to like go and and be away from people. You know. Um, yep. So yep. I, I don't know if that means you're an introvert, but you know I do like to spend more time. <laughs> I like to spend more time definitely alone. 
Yep. Um, and most of the time, you know, we're together. So when we're together and we're one flesh, it's like we're alone, you know? So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, with that, with being an introvert to do what you do, you have to humble yourselves and become an extrovert. You have to overcome the anxiety, the fear. Yeah. You have to engage. That's a humbling of the flesh. Um, believe it or not, I am an introvert too. Uh, every time before I get on and do one of these things, I've been doing this for a good number of years. Uh, I'm like, okay, why am I doing this? Do I really want to do this? And I get nervous. But um, you know, when it happens, when I humble myself, then God can start to use me. It's really kind of cool because you know the fun part of this is I get to partner with God in doing this and, you know, really doing something not for him, but with him, it's like a whole different realm. And then when you get back to reality, it's kind of a, kind of a letdown a little bit <laughs> when you got to get back to reality. You guys probably uh, deal with the same thing when you, when you get off a of stage. Yes. Uh, you know, we played, um, kingdom come festival and we played audio feed and we were really coming down from all that excitement. And on the 4th of July, well, the day after, uh, so that's Sunday, we celebrated the 4th at our church. So we had another social event after audio feed. And then on the 4th of July, we were like, we don't want to go anywhere. I didn't even <laughs> want to watch fireworks. I was like, I, I, I saw plenty yesterday, played, and we were just totally chilling out at home. And uh, she came out of the bathroom and was like, I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Fourth of July! Surprise, <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, that was interesting. What that? That's going to be a Fourth of July that you'll never forget. Right? Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, Close usually, to. Um, we usually need a day or two after a big social event to uh, decompress and recover. Yeah. And even if it's not a huge social event. Um, like we just uh, had Thanksgiving, you know, with uh, Asher Lesser and his family. And uh, like on Thanksgiving day, we had dinner with them. And like yesterday I was, I, I accomplished nothing. It's <laughs> <all day. laughs> just so worn out like mentally. And it's not because I don't like spending time with those people. It's just mm -hmm. like, I, I'm an introvert. So my social battery only lasts so long and then I have to, you know, rest and recharge for a yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting. There was a study done many years ago and they did a study on military officers and they discovered that most of your high ranking generals, admirals, your flag officers were not extroverts, but they're introverts. And so there's nothing wrong with extrovert or introvert, but it's, it's the introvert that's a little bit more analytical. I would say, um, the very, they ponder things, they ponder the deeper things and want to know the why of things. And I can really hear that in your music, that it's not just, you ain't just coating the surface with stuff. I mean, it is bold and it goes where a lot of people don't want to go, you know, and that's to be applauded. Very bold music. And the whole album, the whole EP is bold. I mean, okay, so here are the titles for those that have not uh, listened to this album yet. It's Repent, Savior, Like a Disease. Very bold statements. Why is it so important today for believers to be bold? Well, I mean, I think it's it's always been important, but I think, you know, in today's, um, in light of today, it, uh, it, there's just so many things going against us. Um, not only from the outside world as Christians, I mean, you can expect that. You can expect, you know, people, you can expect what the world thinks of Christianity. But I think um, the bigger problem is within Christianity. I think there's people that um, I think there's a lot of churches, pastors, groups that um, are saying they're Christian, but but they're really not. They don't have like the right salvation. They're not evangelizing. Their church is more of a fun center. And, you know, there there's like a lot of preaching of lies and hypocrisy and um, spinning things, you know, the way they shouldn't be. So I think. Christians, you know, who are really bold about, um, you know, the word and evangelism need to speak up more. And 
um, you know, it's, it's just like you think about the street you live on and how many people, how many people on that block do you think are going to heaven? Right. So it's if if you think about that, it's, it's like probably not very many, you know, yeah. so it makes you want to reach more people. That's that's kind of the picture I always paint in my head. I'm like, well, if I walked into a room, how many people in this room do I could be you know, are, are going to heaven are yeah. saved? And, you know, the Bible says that, you know, the gate, uh, the way is broad. I mean, the, or the way is narrow, you know, few there be that find it. And the gate of destruction, you know, is, is wide. Yeah. So there's more people that are heading down that road. And once you really internalize that, it, it should make you bold. It should make you want to reach more people. So um, I, I think that's the biggest reason is that there's, there's just so many distractions going on. People are distracted from God. Um, they're distracted from the truth. They're not focused on it. And they're tuning it out. And, you know, Christians need to take the gospel to them. So, you know, if people want to do that with their music, if they want to transform their music, you know, like like we did. I mean, I, I wasn't always playing Christian music. I used to play uh, out in L.A. and in Colorado, and I wasn't always, you know, that wasn't always the message being put in my music. And I think, you know, when you're a Christian, it's like it, it makes its way down into all things in your life. Yeah. It, it transforms yeah. you and it transformed my music, the bolder I got. And I was like, I, I can't not sing about this. So um, I'm just singing about what's in the heart. So, yeah. It was like, okay, now including it in my music, it's 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 pretty much something that um, you know my relationship with God has affected all parts of my life. Um, so, to answer your question, I, I don't know. I went off on a trail there. But, I know it's it's beautiful uh, what you're saying. <laughs> you know, Christians need to get bold. Um, you know about about salvation and. Yeah. Uh, I think there's, I think there's a lot of Christians that are focused on too many things that are, that aren't really spreading, you know, the gospel to people. Um, The church sometimes can have so many ministries and, you know, it takes so much money and time to run that stuff and plan it and organize it. And then they, they don't, they they lose their first love, like in Revelation. So, I, I like to go to a church that's focused on going door to door with the gospel yeah. um, along with events. You know, of course we have Thanksgiving Christmas events too, but <laughs> uh, that's the kind of church I recommend to people. Yeah. You know, when you put the gospel first, everything else follows after it. A lot of people, um, a lot of churches have forgotten that where they've gotten off on tangents with all sorts of other stuff. And a lot of believers have forgotten that, um, you know, even though the world is in what I would call political turmoil right now, well, discussing the political turmoil is not the gospel. Let's get to the heart of it. Let's talk about Jesus, you know, yeah. and, and that's the answer right there. He's the king of kings anyway. So you know, that's the kingdom that we need to be concerned about and not about uh, the other things. That's not saying not to be politically involved, um, but, you know, let's put things in proper perspective. Um, you know, it's, I get so frustrated with, with believers that get off on, you know, the flat earth tangent and that's, you know, <laughs> that's what they want to spread, yeah. you know, and that's, that's what they're focused on. Um, first church of the flat earth, you know, whatever it is that you're setting up there, that ain't it. That's not what it's about. You know, um, yeah, you know, there are cool things in scripture and I don't think that's in there. Um, you know, but there are cool things in scripture, but let's keep the main, you know, the main thing, the main thing. I mean, my goodness, uh, probably one of the coolest things that I discovered in scripture when I was first, when I first became a believer and they didn't teach it in the church that I went to, cause I grew up in a very traditional church was that, um, when Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected, that the saints that were in Sheol resurrected as well, <laughs> wandered around Jerusalem. You know, and it's in scripture. And I was like, whoa, that's really cool. So, you know, there are cool mysteries that are that are in there, but we got to put the first things first. And and that is the gospel. Let's talk about your release entitled Like a Disease. 
was this about the disease that we all had to endure during 2020 and 2021? Or is it a far greater disease or is it two different diseases? What are you singing about in this song, Like a Disease? Uh, it's probably about four different diseases. Okay. Um, I think, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it definitely addresses that. I mean, it, it kind of reminded me of, um, I wanted a song that would go good next to repent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted that heavy industrial, um, sound. Um, you know, in terms of what it's talking about, it's really touching on, yes, the COVID, um, you know, issue that, that spread throughout the world. And, um, it's kind of emphasizing that, you know, um, I mean, I don't believe everything we were told about it and, um, you know, I, we, we won't get vaccinated, um, things like that. I think there was a lot of deception about that. Um, so there's, there's a little bit of song addresses that I think, I think that whole thing was, um, used as an experiment to control people. Um, I think, you know, the timing of it was rather interesting in the middle of the election. Um, and then, but, you know, it is mostly taught, the song mostly is focused on a greater disease than that, yes, as you put it. Um, and, you know, I just think that um, a lot of the powers that be um, that are running, you know, our political system, our entertainment system, um, everything, you know, are are not from God. I mean, they're there's a lot of godlessness and that's why, you know, in the lyrics I mentioned, um, well, before I get to that part, you know, it, it's going on with Disney. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going on. You see these politicians and they just, they don't give any honor or glory to Jesus. I mean, when, when they're talking about God, I'm like, I don't know what God they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, just because they say God doesn't mean they're talking about our God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Dollar Bill says, in God we trust. Does that mean the God is a Bible? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the crowd I'm really referring to there. Um, and I think, you know, they're just kind of recruiting more and more people to believe that way um, yeah. with political agendas and whatnot. So um, I think they're targeting younger people and you know, the, uh, that's why I said, you know, uh, reprobate minds are spreading like a disease yeah. because, you know, there's just more of a spread of people of a hatred for God going on today than I think ever before. Um, an intolerance towards Christianity. Um, so, and, and not only in those areas that I mentioned, but within, Christianity itself, you know, churches on TV, you know, uh, the televangelists and stuff, uh, a lot of false prophets. I couldn't, I honestly couldn't name one televangelist I would trust. I, I mean, I listened to Charles Stanley for years. You know, he's a Baptist. He preaches salvation by grace through faith alone. But um, most of the guys that are on there, they worry me, you know. So, that song is addressing that very much. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say about the way that they're recruiting our youth and uh, I'm talking specifically about the media industry. And I couldn't believe uh, when I saw the cartoon that came out not too long ago on FXX. Now it's not a, uh, a children's cartoon, but it's an adult cartoon, little demon. And it's very blatant. And yeah, I was like, you know, 20, 30 years ago, or even when I was a kid, like in the 80s, if something like that came out, there would have been a social uproar, um, you know, complete uproar over something like that. And they've got one that's similar to that uh, on Disney now. It's called Owl House. And I'm like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. So they are pushing a religion when they do that. And it's not the God of the Bible that they're, they're pushing with that. And yeah, it is indoctrinating people. And it's like, 
making that socially acceptable. And even even during COVID, I couldn't believe some of the TV commercials that I was seeing. Uh, there was that one for the dating service where the girl's actually dating Satan. Did you did you see that commercial? Oh, I, I missed that one. Yeah, you missed you missed that one. I I couldn't believe it. I was like, we're not holding anything back. And really, the way that I see it is, he's getting angry and trying to rear his ugly head because he knows his time is short. Yeah, you right. know. But, it, but it's time for us to stand up and to be bold. And this is Like a Disease by Angel Machine. guys aren't introverts after what what no <laughs> i know we got a little too active in that movie. <laughs> i mean if, if it makes any difference we were in the middle of the woods when we did that <laughs> yeah, we were out in the middle of indiana nowhere so <laughs> next one's gonna be in the middle of a indiana cornfield right we threw that video oh. together very quickly um you know I was really short on time and uh, we needed to get it out before Kingdom Come Festival. And, you know, Josiah Brand from the band uh, Firebrand yeah. you know, really helped us with that. And he did a great job filming it. And we, we wanted it to be fast and we wanted it to be, um, you know, to complement the speed of intensity of the song. Oh, it's intense and it's fast. There is no question about that. That's a running song for me right there. <laughs> and um, KL uh, from a band called Bridge Shadows, he lives out your way, actually. Okay. Um, he uh, he added um, 
you know, guitar to the tracks and that, and uh, some really great keyboards too. You know, stuff I didn't even think of. He put bass like, on it too. He, he put bass on it. He added a lot to that song. He's wow. like, you, you gotta let me put this on the song. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, because most of our songs don't have guitar. Okay. Um, and that one uh, did. That's the only one, actually. That's the only one with guitar. Now, we have other ones with bass guitar, but we don't normally put guitar on our songs. It's all synth. So, well, um, you don't need to. You got like 17,000 keyboards. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I have a deep appreciation for uh, synthesizers and keyboards. I, I grew up, the first instrument I learned to play was the piano. And that was in the late 70s, 80s. And of course, music was changing drastically then with all the synthesizers. Um, you know, and I'd see guys like Howard Jones with a bank of synthesizers all around him. And I'd be like, oh, that is so cool. And I'd look at the service merchandise catalog. They don't have those anymore. I'm really dating myself. And they'd have all the different synthesizers that you could buy. I'd be like, I want that one. I want that one. I want that one. And I want that. Don't know what that does, but I want that one. I never got those. I got a Casio keyboard that played the Samba beat. So <laughs> that's as close as I came to doing anything cool with a with an actual keyboard. You know, your videos, they are all in black and white. Um that's, I find that interesting. It definitely catches the eye. Is there a message that you're sending with the black and white video? Um, basically that when you go and print your merch, it's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because, <laughs> um, you know, you print like three colors and they start charging a lot. So I was yeah. just like, it's all going to be black and white. <laughs> it's also just keeping more to the the tone kind of of the first EP and all the the songs that have come out with it. Um, everything we've done so far has been black and white. Um, so mainly, you, if you yeah. look at if you look at like Watch, um, the single cover for that 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 one has some color in it. Yeah, and yeah, gonna, that's right. And, yeah. and by Faith too. Um, so we're gonna start kind of phasing in that direction a little bit. Adding okay. More color um with the the brighter sounding songs mm-hmm. um but the darker ones we generally keep in black and white so yeah i, I felt that um with starting and when i started angel machine it you always want to have a logo that looks good in black and white of course yeah you know mm-hmm. so i just wanted to start with that and as i went through the journey of finding our sound i wanted to just stick with that black and white to establish an identity um, and not really experiment with a bunch of colors yet. Um, I just wanted to focus on the sound, the message, and the logo. And um, it's, you know, I, I like to keep it consistent, too, um, yeah. in presentations. So, um, By Faith and Watch didn't end up on the CP. Um, it would have made it, like, a full length, but, you know, they just didn't fit. I didn't think they fit well next to... So like, like a disease and say, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So we decided instead of doing one album, um, we would just come out with two EPs okay, and we'd split it. So we're pretty much, we've been working on two EPs simultaneously and didn't even know it until after by faith came out. Cause by faith, I was like, okay, these two will go good next to each other on an EP. So uh, now we're trying to get, um, we're working on our second EP which uh, we're hoping to get it out in the spring. And that one is going to have, yeah, some more, some color, some, we're going to experiment more with it. It's going to be much more synth pop than industrial, like heavy. Um, It's going to, the songs are going to be much more like by faith and watch. So. Well, I like the industrial and heavy. So. (laughs) Uh, One person to the next likes, you know, some different about yeah. it. I want to have a variety of sound, you know, because the, the the shows are different. You can go from playing a festival to something with the city and then something in like a local small punk rock joint. Yeah. So yeah. I want the songs to have a variety of sounds so that, okay, we could like change up our set. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes a person can't make it to play that's right yeah. we don't want to be like oh now we can't play um we don't want anything to stop us i want it to be where we could literally go down to just me in april you know with the keys yeah um, 
And that's why I don't have a drummer. Because usually when I've had a drummer, it slows me down. <laughs> I can't keep up with you. <laughs> well, well, you know, thank you, well, they just, you know, sometimes they just don't show up. You know? <laughs> Every good drummer is taken, too. Yeah. You know? So I don't meet a lot of industrial or goth rock drummers. No. You have to no. pull them from a metal band or something. Yeah. So I just, I don't prefer to deal with it most of the bands uh you know we really like don't have drummers anyways i mean uh sisters of mercy is one of our favorite bands out of europe and they've always had a drum machine their whole career well if you can find somebody that can keep up with you that will be a miracle (laughs) that song i'd love to hear somebody play that song (laughs) Um, so we'll see i won't rule it out you know but i i kind of just prefer to we, we do it like a DJ setup where, you know, they're, they're back there playing keys also, but you know, they're, they're pumping up the crowd and doing other things too. So yeah, it's pretty yeah. fun. That is neat. Just don't go all Kenny G on me. Okay. Just keep, yeah. keep doing what you're doing and don't, don't go Kenny G on me Does and do that. Play a sax? What's that? Does he play a saxophone? He was the alto sax guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it. <laughs> um, we've talked about having saxophone in some of our songs. So you never know. You never know. You never know. You know, I was talking about this with Divine Martyr just a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about how the symphonic metal realm is just like no rules. You know, you can just do what yeah. you want and get away with it. And uh, one of the bands that we both follow, Epica out of uh, Holland, uh, the Netherlands, uh, their latest release, uh, The Final Lullaby, uh, quite a prophetic song if you listen to it has a saxophone in it i mean they're rocking with the sax and it's very very well done but uh yeah kenny g is more what you hear on the elevator so well yeah um <laughs> you know in the synth wave world um saxophone sounds great like uh david patacone had oh yeah saxophone on his single um adrift adrift and it's great you know but then sisters of mercy had saxophone on Dominion, Mother Russia, on that song. So it can be done. You know, I know a band called Ashes Fallen out in California. They're a goth rock band. The guy threw saxophone in it. Um, industrial, you know, you can really mix it up. It's a, it's, I guess it's like what you're mentioning. There's no rules. You can totally mix it up. Do whatever you want. You yeah. can, I've heard people throw jazz into industrial. I mean, so it's, it's really, you know, because industrial you know really started out very avant-garde and very experimental Mm -hmm. you know a lot of it was noise and just people playing with hammers not drum sets you know um beating on trash barrels and just yelling stuff like (laughs) crazy stuff bands like test test you know yeah what when Oh, you always talk oh, about having like chains and just bang yeah. them on the tables and all kinds of nonsense. I used to do some, yeah, I used to do a little <laughs> bit of that um, in California. And sometimes I'd like to mix it in with Angel Machine more yeah. um, to really speak to, you know, industrial's history. But um, it doesn't always happen. So I, I, maybe I'll put in the recording some screwdrivers or a chainsaw or something. But. <laughs> I don't want to make the wrong impression here, right? So yeah, the, the chainsaw. <laughs> well, repent has like a buzzing kind of tool sound in it, and actually the drums are complemented with a hammer sounding kind of snare. Okay, to give that mechanical kind of sound. Oh, so what's really entertaining um, about the opening kind of buzzing sound of repent is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my electric toothbrush sounds exactly like it. Really? <laughs> so, so I'll, go, I'll start brushing my teeth and he'll like, he'll wait a few seconds and then start doing the opening drum beat of repent. Wow. And I'm, I can guarantee you, your fans were wanting to know exactly what your electric toothbrush sounds yes. like. So there you have it uh, right uh, here. You wanted to go behind the scenes, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the beginning of this song, people, is an electric toothbrush. And then the <laughs> this is better than entertainment tonight. I mean, we are getting the deets on Angel Machine here. And you know, I am so glad you brought up the song Repent because guess what? I have it in queue. And let's give it a listen. This is Repent by Angel Machine. 
I love it. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> Wait, are you okay? <laughs> I'm shy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite song to play live. Wow. It's grown to be a, a favorite too. We we started opening with it and it just kicks the show off. I mean, it's like so we, we used to open with Savior a lot, and I got tired. I was like, eh, let's do something else. So started opening with Repent, it just really kicks off the show. So, Man, that that is just amazing. The whole time I'm listening to that, I just keep thinking in my mind of that verse, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It just really exemplifies that. Really? And uh, yeah, just make a joyful noise to the Lord. It's just sound, you know, you, you got, you got the angst in there. I love the angst that you got in there. I mean, you're serious, you're giving it, but there's a joy behind it. It's yeah. not like sure. dragging me down. It's like, this is, this is joyful. You know, um, it's just, you know, I mean, a lot of prophets in the old Testament, when they prophesied, they were on a tear. I mean, it wasn't, yeah. you know, it wasn't like, hey, uh, y'all, you, you know, you need to repent. You know, um, it was pretty intense, some of the stuff. And that's something we can talk about at a later time. But I have to do this for you for that uh, for that song, Repent. Here at the studio, we have our studio mascot, Amy, and she gives it her paw of approval. So <laughs> <laughs> that is our studio pit terrier who spends her afternoons and evenings in the studio with me listening to music, previewing music, and writing outlines for, for shows. So uh, before we, uh, we've got to take a quick break, a quick commercial break. And when we come back, wait, I'd like to talk about repentance a little bit more because there was something that you posted on Facebook that I found quite liberating and I wish I had knew, known about mm, 20 years ago. So we, we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Hey, I'm Jennifer Benson with the band Ignescent, and we're excited to be at the Hanahan Amphitheater on May 13th, 2023 for Get Revelation Rock Fest. See you there. That's right. You can get your tickets for Get Revelation Rock Fest Saturday, May 13th, 2023 at the Hanahan Amphitheater in Charleston, South Carolina at Lithos Cry. That is L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y dot com. My motto is, hey, why go to a concert when you can have one? And whoa, I think we got somebody else added to the <laughs> studio now. Who is that? <laughs> this is our studio mascot. Uh, oh. this, is, this is our one-eyed dog, Cody. Oof, hey, cool. Cody. Oh, how old is Cody? He will be 16 in January. Oh, wow. Hey. (laughs) Your studio mascot. Yes, yes. Um, Unfortunately, earlier this year, we had to switch our studio mascot because our previous predecessor, um, I I still have him in queue um, and I'm not ever going to take him out of queue. He passed in May, but our previous studio mascot was Mac the Metal Dog. (laughs) So he passed the torch, the mantle, uh, to to Amy. (laughs) Let's talk about repentance for a minute, coming off of that really intense, awesome song. Wait, just a few days ago on Facebook, you posted about the relationship of repentance with salvation. And you wrote that, there's this misconception that when we come to salvation, to come to salvation, that it's by us repenting of all of our sins at that time that we come to the point of salvation, that it's something that we have to do. But that is not necessarily the truth. Well, it's not the truth at all. What is the relationship between repentance and salvation? Well, um, you know, the Bible says, uh, you know, in Acts 
1630, 31, around there, you know, um, you know, man asked, what must I do to be saved? And he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That mirrors exactly John 316. Um, you know, that when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you're given everlasting life. Okay. And, you know, the Bible says for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So, you know, eternal life is a gift from God. Okay. And the only one who works for that gift, the only one that worked for that gift is, was the giver, Jesus. Okay. So, um, repenting of sin is, is works. Okay. Jonah 3.10, uh, defines that in repenting of sin. Okay. So I'll read Jonah 3.10 here. You know, um, it says, uh, and God saw their works that they turned from their evil way and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them and he did it not. Now this is the King James version. So, you know, it says right there, God saw their works and that they turned from their evil way. So turning from your evil ways is works. Repenting of sin is works. Well, that can't, if that's works, then that can't be the way to be saved. You see, because the Bible says salvation is by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. So if, if you mix it, you know, if it's faith and works, it's not faith. You see, because now it's like relying on there's something I got to do. I, there's some kind of work I got to do to get to heaven. And what I'm basically saying is that Jesus's death on the cross is not uh, an essential. It's not enough to save us. It's like and that's wrong. You know, it's what Jesus did on the cross. His blood shed on the cross for all mankind is enough to save us. And the Bible clearly, you know, the, the plan of salvation is for us to put our faith in Christ alone. So I trust, you know, you trust in him to get us to heaven, not anything we do. Okay. Yes. Not only that, but now, you know, after a person is saved and sealed with the Holy spirit, okay. You should be repenting of sin after you're saved, but still you don't repent of sin to be saved. You're all you, you're already saved. Okay. You should be repenting of sin. You should be departing from iniquity. You know, you should be listening to, you know, a, a pastor, somebody that's going to preach the sin out of your life. You should be in your Bible and, you know, we should walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. But, you know, um, in First John, you know, it says, uh, um, let me let me just turn there real quick. I've actually got that bookmarked. I. I show this to a lot of people. This addresses lordship salvation, where people believe that in order to stay saved, they have to not ever like sin or, you know, they have to repent all their sins to stay saved. And um, so where is that? as you're looking for that, I, I just want to, to say something really quick is that a lot of times we get into this mentality that, you know, okay, when I get saved, there's this one sin that I recognized or that I that I was aware of when I came to salvation, or we get focused and fixated on this one particular sin. And then as we grow in the Lord, we discover that there's more sin in our life that we didn't know of before as we dive deeper and deeper into the Word. And a lot of times we always think of just the sins of commission and don't think of the sins of omission. And we really don't, the depth of sin that just penetrates us that has to be, you know, dealt with throughout our life and growth. It is absolutely impossible mm -hmm. to repent of everything at that yeah. time of salvation. And that's where I got hung up as a young believer. And unfortunately, the church that I went to did not help with the situation. You remember that uh, 80s hair metal song by Rat Round and Round? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. That that's that's the way it was. That's the way it was. It's like, oh no, we've discovered that you're and it was always them discovering the sin too. That was that was kind of part of the issue. Hey, you did this. This is not biblical. Are you really saved? Um, you know, right. maybe maybe you didn't repent hard enough at the altar when you got saved. No, and man, I would lay in bed in torment, literally. Yeah, and that's, over that. that's not the way God wants us to live out our lives after salvation, just in no. fear of, of impending hell, you know, um, in, I found the verse, um, I had her Bible, <laughs> so I, 
this bookmark in mind, you know, in um, uh, in First John here, uh, um, two, um, it says, you know, and if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, and it goes on, and he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So, you know, it says before that, you know, I asked that it, to not sin, but if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Christians that, as as hard as they're trying, you know, they make mistakes, they fall into sins. I mean, the Bible says, there's not just man upon the earth who doeth good and sinneth not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think this, this repenting your sins garbage, I just, I get tired of it. And I posted it a little out of frustration because I see it a lot and it's, it's a deception. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why I push, that's why our stuff is bold because Mm -hmm. I want people to understand that, you know, salvation is by grace through faith. It means what it says. It means faith alone in Christ alone, not anything you do to get there, not anything you do to keep it. You don't Mm -hmm. work for a gift and you don't work to keep a gift. No. You know, work has been done by Christ. It's 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 done. And there are a lot of people that that need to understand that that are going to church. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was one of them. It took me years. It took me years to work through that. And, you know, when I always heard the word repent back in the my earlier years, it was always like, OK, turning from the sin or getting rid of the sin, but that's not what the word repent means. Right. The change of mind, change yes. of heart. And you, you know, when the Bible mentions it, it depends on the context. You know, there's parts where uh, like in the seven churches, he's wanting them to repent of their sins and people are like, we'll see. It's like, no, well, wait a minute. This is a church full of saved people mm-hmm. that need to repent of their sins. They've yeah. lost their first love or it mentions sins that their church fell into and God is just, you know, giving that message to them. Um, but then, you know, you have where it says like repent and be baptized, you know, it's about having a change. It doesn't say repent of your sins, at least not in the King James Bible. That's the only Bible we read. You know, I consider that the true Bible and that it says repent and be baptized and people are like, see, and it's like, no, it says, it, it doesn't say repent of your sins. And I think, a lot of this comes from, um, you know, the pastor, uh, Billy Graham, you know, he preached that his whole career, repent your sins, repent your sins, all this stuff. And it's like, if what they mean by that is, okay, realizing you're a sinner that deserves hell. Okay. And you have a change of mind and heart towards God. And now you're going to trust on Christ as your savior. Okay. But if, it, if you're saying like, Oh, I've got to, you know, quit this sin to be saved, you're, you're never going to be saved. Yeah. You know? yeah. um, so, and I think that's, it's an insult to Christianity when I hear that, because you got people that, you know, that are like maybe hooked on drugs, hooked on stuff that they don't have the power to really quit themselves and they need the power of God. Yes. So what, yeah, that's a good what point. am I supposed to say to somebody who's in that boat? I got to tell them, well, you got to quit those drugs to be saved. And until you do, you're not saved. Yeah. So it's wrong. It's wrong. And you know what? There's plenty of people that have quit stuff that aren't saved. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's another thing. There are people who don't believe in God who quit. They quit doing things all the time. Drinking. Yep. Smoking. smoking yeah, drugs, absolutely. Whatever. Yeah. There's people that quit things all the time, you know? Yeah. So no. make them saved. There's, there's people that are not saved who live a life probably they walk better in a, than some saved people. better than some saved people. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I posted that and uh, ran into some conflict with Catholics. <laughs> well, you know, again, as I said, if I had realized that 20 years ago, I or more like 30, I probably would have left the church that I was at for a very long time, yeah. uh, you know, going round and round and, and it's still going on, you know, it's like, okay, well, you didn't repent hard enough. And I knew people there that got saved like four or five times in like 10 years, you know, and it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, and we thought that's the way that it was. I I just didn't know any better until God yeah. opened my eyes, you know. Yeah. And it's, 
it's 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 works it's a works mentality and jesus said it very clearly on the cross when he gave up the ghost he said it in three words it is finished amen he sure did just just that simple well let's talk about some new merch you got coming out here we are going to change the you know change the direction (laughs) real quick it's kind of like your music we're just we're just all over the place you know just hitting it real hard you've got a new shirt that's coming out and i'm sure that uh some people would like to get their hands on especially it being the christmas season uh tell us about this new merch and new shirt that you've got coming out well it's for um you know the next uh video uh release for the, the same EP of No Reputation. So uh, I wrote uh, April here, a love song for the album and uh, it's called Under Winter Stars. And uh-huh. uh, so we just uh, shot the video for it. And, uh, you know, it comes out um, December 3rd. So it's, uh, you know, the, the artwork just reflects the song and the imagery and it's uh, just snowy and, stars and woods and you know when we met it was kind of like that at the time Um, february it was february in virginia and um we went up to like the roanoke star and you know we were up there for a while just like cuddling and stuff and enjoying the scenery and um so you know i just want a song that reflected all that and my feelings and so the artwork, uh, I was pretty happy with how it came out. We put it on a shirt, and so it's available. I recommend you know picking it up. Uh, you can get it at Bandcamp, our Angel Machine Bandcamp, and uh, we'll have our CDs on there available too. Excellent. And we're putting the links in the description. So if you're watching us on YouTube or on Facebook Live, uh, you can go ahead. The link is in the description. You can go ahead there. And also, if you're listening on uh, to the audio replay, that is, uh, you can go ahead and hit the link. We're putting it in the description there, too. Guys, we are about out of time. It has been an awesome, awesome time, both with you this evening. Uh, do you have anything else that you'd like to say before we close out? Uh, no, I guess just wonderful talking to you. Thanks for the yeah. interview. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, just happy holidays. And um, hope you guys have a great Christmas and New Year. Thank you. You too. Stay warm out there in Indiana. And to all of our viewers and listeners, we'll be back next week. And until then, peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.